Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. times we're in here in December, all the buzz in the air of Christmas. Yes. And speaking of Christmas and everybody's in gift giving mode, I have to share this gift I came across this week from a company called Cave Tools. Okay. Have you heard of them? Have not. Okay. I hadn't either. They have, I just feel like every Southerner is going to need this, whether you're a pro chef or cook or not. A pulled pork shredder claws. I'm going to show you a picture of it. Hello. I've it, actually seen these at work. Like, I mean, in, in action, so not at work. <laughs> it looks brilliant. I mean, yeah. it, it's a claw, a set of claws, two, uh, you know, two utensils uh-huh. that you get that help you shred That's so the fun. meat into more of a pulled pork. That's so fun. Texture. And I just thought it's brilliant. So That is brilliant. Now, when I was in Alaska, do you remember I got those bear, they called them bear claws that were for salad? Yes. That were wood? Yes. Kind of same concept? Yes. But that's not going to pull meat apart. Right. That's just for salad. Yeah. That's just to that, toss that, it. That just such. handled well. But yeah, this yeah. has actually got the functionality. Love to sh- You don't have to sit there with a fork. And- right. Anyway, Love <laughs> I know we went thoughtful gift giving last week, but I thought this is the most practical thing I can That's think of giving any Southern cook. For so. anybody that has a... Uh a big green egg or any copy of the big green egg, they would probably love to have that in there. Yes. So it's it's on Amazon (laughs) and you know, Amazon, if you're a prime member ships like within an hour or two days. So, um, there you go. There's there's your, there's your nugget. And I even like the name cave tools. (laughs) Like that's totally barbaric. It looks like a meat shredder. Yes. (laughs) It looks very barbaric. That's hilarious. Very functional. Well, speaking of gift giving, uh, we had an adventure a couple years ago that was so hilariously wonderful. Yes. So we went to uh, the unclaimed baggage store. Yes. The hole of a vacuum where all unclaimed luggage across the whole United States lands. I mean, we think about these things existing maybe somewhere, but if you've ever wondered, though, where that lost baggage ends up, it goes to Scottsboro, Alabama. One, Population 14,000. One store. Yes. And it's all there with uh, tagged prices, and you can try things on, check things out. They have 
everything known to man that could be in somebody's suitcase. Exactly. So they have the exclusive contract with the major airlines to purchase unclaimed luggage across the United States. And it all comes to this store in Alabama where they set up shop and resell it. So, and it's very organized, super organized. This is not, this this is is legit. This has been going since 1970 from this family that started it. I don't remember their name, but I did. um, They've got good information on their website. Okay. And they started with a couple of bags of luggage that they somehow acquired and they sold the stuff out of it. And they were like, hmm, this is a pretty good business model. We're just reselling items that are in perfectly good condition because obviously they are. People were traveling with it, right? right. They were prepared to use it, wear it, you know, give it away, do something with it. So it's not your old donation pile. Right. It's this is something they were willing to wear on stuff their trip. Stuff you intended to use <laughs> yeah. and to put on. Yeah. So the store itself is huge. Yeah. 40,000 square feet. So basically a Walmart super center. And Divided into departments, if yeah. you will. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. They had men's, women's, yeah. uh, fine jewelry. Um, yeah. They, I remember they had a pretty decent fine jewelry case where there's somebody there who even had the appraisals on. That's right. On the fine jewelry. I forgot jewelry. about that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They've appraised Watches. everything. Um, I saw that they have a strong relationship with like a dry cleaner. So everything okay. is cleaned. Yeah. And, you know, this is, which. It probably is anyway, if it's in your suitcase. Yeah. I'm sure some people would travel with <laughs> dirty clothing or dirty items, but... But for the most part. For the most part, things were already, you know, in, in a better condition than normal. And so, yeah, they... There was even a sport, like, sporting goods section. Do you remember there was a yes. guy that had one of those humongous, not surfboard, but paddleboards. It was paddleboards. That he was purchasing, and I was thinking, somebody traveled, somebody with, traveled that? with that. But think about it, too, if you've got you know, a hobby, you know, and you've got something yeah. that you're used to using, whether it be your fishing rod, your guitar. I yeah, mean, you want to take your stuff your thing. Yeah. and it's all there. I mean, all of it. I saw pictures online of the rows of those neck uh, oh, yeah. pillows that they've got because it seems like everybody's traveling with those now. So they've got tons of neck pillows for probably tons of air travel. Tons of electronics in general. Yeah. I mean, tons of chargers. Think of all the chargers oh that, that they people have. people have had. Yes. Um, iPads. Now, a lot of this is interesting to me because I would think it's stuff that you want to use on the flight. Yeah. But that's not always the case. Some people, you know, put it in their bag and then end up using it on their trip. So it's open six days a week. It is close on Sundays. Um, but it is, like, off the beaten path. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not just happening upon Scottsboro. We went to a lake there because we went during the summertime. Is it, Was it Gunnersville? Gunnersville. Yeah, yeah. beautiful so lake. Awesome state park. Yeah. Um, in fact, the. Uh, facility that we stayed at was, I think, formerly a Marriott. It had been a Marriott resort, and then um, the, one of the Alabamas, the Al- state of Alabama, bought it to use as a state park. Yeah, so nice resort had a restaurant and all. But yeah, we made the we journey stayed there. We so we drove over to Scottsboro for the day, and it does take a day. Yeah, I mean, not to get there from Gunnersville, but to to, to drive spend the shop. time. There, there's a cafe in the store. You know, you can get concessions. <laughs> Depend. Uh, you can take a break. Take breaks in your and shopping get back excursion. To it because you have to really look because you don't know what you're going to find. In that's fact, right. that's their slogan. You never know what you're going to find. 
Um, I remember I found a bathing suit that still had the tag on it, and it was a, I want to say it was like a $120 bathing suit, mm-hmm. brand new, never been worn. Never worn. Um, yeah, you don't know what you're going to find. It's See, what I don't understand is, is how in the world do people just not come back and claim their luggage? Right, yeah. That's not really who I am. I would definitely be wanting that now, bag back. I read the rules on in terms of when they're allowed to acquire the luggage. So after 90 days, luggage that's unclaimed is legally allowed to be sold. Okay. So that's when their contract kicks in, the store owners, and they're allowed to receive goods. And, and some people that had insurance on their bag, maybe they're just like, whatever, I'm not going through the hassle. I got the money. I'll just go buy this stuff again. I don't know. I guess. But there's even, aside from the, what did I say, 40,000 square foot store, there's a, another store they call et cetera. That's next door that has a bunch of children's. Oh, wow. We didn't even go there, did we? I think we walked through there, but I think we we were just overwhelmed by that point because we'd been in the other store for so (laughs) long long. because we didn't know the et cetera place existed. So, um, and they said a million items pass through unclaimed baggage every year. Wow. Like that's the inventory that they they receive. Um, so yeah, once you, you know, once you get in there, it's going to be just exciting and fun. Wouldn't it be hilarious to do some kind of like, um, fun event where you could only buy whatever we're only buying Christmas gifts of whatever you can find find an unclaimed baggage. That would be awesome. (laughs) That sounds like adventure like a Griswold family outing or something. (laughs) Yeah. I bought, I think three different dresses from there. One of them was like a European brand. Like that's the other great thing is, you know, some of these brands that you're going to see, could be from international travelers like you're not gonna find people running in you know you're not gonna run into people with wearing your same clothing that's true yeah um likely so yeah name brand i mean like designer things there was designer right clothing Yeah. yeah and i guess i'm also drawing the conclusion that if you have so much money that you didn't even come claim your baggage maybe you have a lot of money in the value of stuff that was in your luggage so they probably do have a lot of top brand, top luxury brand and names really funny. that are in the store. Um, but we had a blast. I would we recommend did. if you are anywhere near Scottsboro to look up unclaimed baggage, to find your way over there, to set aside a couple of hours to meander through the store and just, even if it's just for sheer amusement, just to see what people travel That's with right. and what they've left behind and not claimed. Um, it is such a cool experience and one that we yeah. wanted to highlight. That's right. We want others um, to know about that fun adventure from the, the gym that we found in Alabama. So, um, we'll, uh, put up something on our Instagram page about that so that you guys can remember to visit that in the coming days. Yeah. Well, with gift giving on everybody's mind, mm-hmm. and I was thinking one of the things that would be good for us to talk about on the podcast was um, writing a charming thank you note. Oh, yes. I think a lot of our listeners are probably really good at this, so this will just be a reiteration of things you already know. But um, some of our young listeners may not ever have been really taught how to do this. Well, we're not teaching handwriting in school anymore, (sighs) so cursives out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't even have 
cursive handwriting now. I print. I know that even some of the etiquette books, I've seen there's like modernized etiquette books. Mm -hmm. I don't have any of those. I'd like to stick with my old school. I'm pretty old school in a lot of ways, but (laughs) um, I think there is definitely always going to be a place for writing a charming thank you note. Sure. Um, Texts are fine in certain scenarios. Emails are fine in certain scenarios. But if somebody took the time to shop for you, purchase something with money that they have worked for, I think mm-hmm. the least we can do is write and thank yeah. you note yeah. for that Yeah, um, in our handwriting with a stamp on it, not just an email. So I had just a few little tips here I cool. wanted to go over. And with then I have a them. question to pose for you okay. um, after your list is over to see your take on something. Okay. Now this is just, um, this might sound a little structured, but I'm just going through like the protocol of a proper thank you. So most sources would say you need to send this within a week of receiving the gift. Okay. Um, get out your stationery and card and typically a black pen looks nicer than a blue pen. So that's hard for me. I'm currently holding a blue, which I almost took your blue pen actually, (laughs) but Um, But, yeah, I think black just, it even um, over time, sometimes will look better. Hold up better. Hold up better. Okay. So, anyway. That's good to know. Um, And you you typically would start with the date and a salutation. Sure. So. um, How formal do you go on people you know? If you're writing a thank you to a friend or a relative. Just the first name. Yeah. 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 Just their first name. Um, And then I think right off the bat, you need to say thank you for this you know, specific gift, Mm -hmm. whatever that is. Um, and I, you know, if it's a monetary gift, I really like the wording of saying, thank you for your generosity rather than saying, thank you for the whatever amount. Thank you for the, okay. Thank you Um, for the cash. Thank you for the cold cash. Yeah. That just feels weird. Sounds weird. If it's laying around and somebody else reads it, just say, thank you for your generosity. That's good. Um, and then I think it's nice to write something heartfelt, um, a compliment about that gesture, whatever comes from your heart, just okay. including that. I think it's nice to allude to the future by even telling the person how you're going to use the item. Yes. It's just, that's fun. Yeah. I like, I like knowing that when someone sent me a note. Nice thing to, you know, looking forward to using this, whatever, sure. whatever the occasion is going to be. Um, and then just close with an intimate note and sign it, usually with your first and last name. Um, you were asking if it was a close friend. Right. Obviously, you don't need to yeah. do that. I had just written one today, and at the top, it had my name. It was personalized right. stationery, so I just wrote my first name. Right. I was like, no, that's, that's kind of yeah, that's redundant. Redundant. Yeah. So, but um, that's the basics. That's what I had for kind of the tips. So those are good. Um, I was thinking today about, is it needed necessary to write thank you notes to family members and friends for Christmas gifts that you opened in front of them? Oh, so before you answer, you can think about that. Um, I posed the question to a Facebook group that I'm in. There's a group called there's no excuse for bad manners. Oh, that's funny. Which of course I love. It's actually a, a Southern Living subgroup okay. that um, people just put all sorts of etiquette questions and um, different people chime in. But I posed the question to them, and overall, I had about 30 people comment in just a matter of hours. It's mm-hmm. a very active group. Mm-hmm. 
um, well over half, like 17 or 18 people said no. Okay. Not necessary. They said if you verbally thanked the person that you were, you know, with or, you know, just the overarching conversation happened or whatever, um, that you don't have to follow up with a written correspondence. Now, if it was a, you know, friend or relative that sent it, that, you know. You hadn't even seen them. They haven't seen it. Then, and that, I know that you thank for that. Mm -hmm. But I was asking, you know, when you're with the person, Mm -hmm. whatever time, maybe not Christmas Day, but at any time during the Christmas season, if you were with the person, um, is that necessary? So what are your thoughts? Would you, I think you, you do write them. I am a, I'd, I like to go ahead and do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, that it's going to be terrible if somebody doesn't do that. And I think, you know, when it's a family member, you may even give them more than one gift. Yeah. It could be numerous things. I don't think you need to mention in that note, every little trinket, every stocking stuffer, every, but I just think it's really nice. We don't get to do this enough in society, like formally thanking. So I think it's really nice to say, thank you for opening your home. I loved my whatever, you know, well, hosting, I would probably side with you on that. that Yeah. It's good to write a thank you note. I don't write thank you notes for, for Christmas, Uh for gifts that I Open. I think part of it is because there's a lot of yeah, gifts. That's true. We're very fortunate that we get a lot of gifts around Christmas. Because, um, like, for a birthday, I probably would uh-huh. write a thank you note, even if I was with the person. Yeah. Um, but for Christmas, since gifts You're were going together. both ways, mm-hmm. you know, I gave them yeah. a gift, they gave me a gift, and it just seems a little redundant okay. to me. Yeah. For those that's that you're fair. with, and for it. Because it's probably people that you're close to. Yeah. Um, I might reconsider that if I got a gift from, let's say, a very extended family member mm-hmm. that I was surprised by. Maybe that I didn't even didn't reciprocate a gift to. Gifts with or... That might be something that I would mm-hmm. write a thank you note just to acknowledge how kind the gesture was. Um, but I don't think I'm going to write. I, I have it in the past. Mm-hmm. Thank you notes for those that I was with. And I was just scrolling through real quick the comments of what people said and you know it's mostly you know if it's you know a matter of sitting with them and thanking them in person you know the most i would do after that would be a follow-up text or email okay Okay. um that most people said the thing now there were the tried and true hardcore you know yes i was raised right was a few of the comments (laughs) you know like Okay. Well, and you know, Marbeth, you may, you mentioned if it's if it was something that was sent, then you definitely Absolutely. would. I just wanted to tag something on to that. Um, we're so in a society now that has, doesn't do this anymore. Um, in the South, you see it more, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still, especially with young people, you just don't see it as much. And I just wanted to reiterate the importance of that if somebody mailed you a gift because they don't even necessarily know if you got it. You got it. Because stuff gets stolen. I know that there's tracking on certain gifts and certain shipping now, but I have literally sent gifts before that I thought, did they get it? Did they not get it? I didn't get a thank you. Well, that's Do a, I ask somebody else in the family if they got it? You yeah, know, that's so. That's a big one around weddings, too. It is. I mean, that's a that's a big, big reason why it's so important around weddings to write thank yous, especially because a lot of money gets yeah. 
given. I actually have had a gift that I sent stolen. Wow. Um, they found the box and the paper and the gift was gone. Who at found the it? Atlanta post office. The post office found it. Was, it. Okay. So, so they're just assuming. But I did not have insurance on it. Yeah. And that's my fault. But my goodness, I thought it was fine. Um, so that stuff happens. It's just nice to. How does that work? So if you would have had insurance on it. Then I would up have gotten, to that amount, mm-hmm. the post office would have would have to give paid me that. you that dollar mm-hmm. amount, okay. and I didn't have it. I've been buying insurance a lot more yeah. now on things yeah. since that happened. Yeah, um, and I would say even you know some post office may be more likely to have something like that happen than others sure. if it's a huge city or something. But anyway, writing thank you notes is a still a very yeah. Important and nice gesture if somebody spent money and time on you. So I have one other um, suggestion for the modern Southerner, but it might make you cringe because it's not going to involve handwriting. Okay. So this is one of my favorite ways to send a thank you note in the modern age, but it mostly revolves around having a cute son. (laughs) So we've gotten gifts for Jacob and I absolutely love this app that you can send postcards through. No, it's adorable. Postagram. Okay. So Postagram is an app and it is, I think, a dollar to send a postcard. But the way that they send it is half of the postcard is a photo that you upload and then the other half, it looks just like a postcard, is your text. That doesn't make me cringe at all. Okay. So... I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, so if it's a 50 cents for a stamp, mm-hmm. which it is now, and I think it's going up, it's going up, of course, and <laughs> it's a dollar for a postagram. I mean, how cute is it to get a picture of yeah. a cute kid, you know, using their toy or I was in say, their you hat could even include or, them in the outfit or yeah, whatever, like actually yeah. getting to see it in motion um, really and cute. then it pops out. Into a, it's perforated the way the photos on the postagram called or come. It's perforated so you can pop it out and then and keep the put it on the fridge. Yeah, so cute. So that's my modern uh, Southerner suggestion. I like it for postcards. Is send a postagram, and um, that of course could be you know that could even be a family photo. Like you right. could take a family photo at Christmas of a group, or mm-hmm. you know it doesn't have to be a cute kid. And even just the group photo, having that immediately after the yeah. holidays is really fun. Yeah. That could be your thank you note. So, yeah, I like that. There's your free tea. Yeah, and that within a week I think is good, but I think with there's grace for the busy Christmas and the busy wedding time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that people are analyzing, but you don't want it to get so far gone that they're wondering if you got it. Absolutely. Well, now that you've said that, I've already remembered somebody I owe a thank you note to. So, <laughs> um, I'm glad for the reminder. Hey, we're, um, I think we're going to jump into our next topic if you're ready, because we wanted to share some of our list of must see Southern movies. Yeah. We figured you're going to be watching more movies there's this time some, of year, a little more downtime in the downtime. holidays. There's so. uh, time off from work. There's more time with family. Sometimes that means you need to find something to do together. So I'm not saying necessarily that all of the movies we're going to talk about are family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, some of them are definitely not. But um, if you are looking for some entertainment, these would, I would, Yes, all be available either through Netflix, uh, Hulu, Amazon, or Amazon. Something. 
um, because these have all been out for quite a while. So I have nothing new on my list. Yeah, I don't even know the newest one I've got, maybe a few years ago. Um, Okay, so we're going to pop through. um, We've got several to, to mention, so I don't know if we'll be able to give much description on all of them. And I haven't even seen all of them, but in no particular order... Lainey, tell us one Southern movie. That- well, we got to start with, I mean, for goodness sakes, our podcast is called Steel, Steel Magnolias. Magnolias. So you got to start there. So good. Um, such a wonderful movie. It's comedy. It's drama. It's, um, yeah, I could actually talk a lot about that one, but I know we are limited on time. But well, I have- based on a play, though. Mention that. It was written from a play, which the whole play takes place in Truvy's beauty salon. Truvy played in the movie by Dolly Parton. That's right. And it is a wonderful play. If you ever get the opportunity to see it, I saw it in Montgomery, Alabama, um, and it was just wonderful. But I have some fun news, Laura Beth. Oh. Our Franklin, Tennessee pull-tight players will be doing Steel Magnolias in March. In March. Oh, my gosh. We have to do a meetup. So we have to do something around this. When do the tickets go on sale? Do you know? The tickets will go on sale 11, I think it's 11 days before the show. So maybe sometime in February. Let me get on that. I'll do my research on that. Pull-tight is tiny. Pull-tight is tiny. So it's going to sell out And if you're an actor or actress, the auditions are coming up soon. Okay. So I even wanted to mention that you'll need to go to pull tight pull tight theater theater to look franklin but um i was over the moon when i saw that was coming in march i can't wait you've seen it i have seen it you you saw it in alabama montgomery alabama yeah oh my gosh i can't wait yeah and it's it's, all it'll it'll be all in the beauty shop yeah it's so 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 sweet and yeah i have heard this guy interviewed that wrote the screenplay very Mm -hmm. touching it was the true story of his sister Mm -hmm. his sister is the um, Shelby character. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just very touching in his writing of that story to always remember her. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's right. my first one if I had to mention. If you haven't seen Steel Magnolias or if it's been a while, grab the tissues. Yes. Cause it's a tearjerker. Yeah. But, um, okay. Um, this one I actually watched recently, so I'm going to mention it first and I just love it. And I think it's one that it, it's hard to talk about on here because you're you're always going to step on toes with this topic, which there'll be others in this list that mm-hmm. do that. But the help, oh yeah, based on a best-selling book. Yep, um, so good. Talks a lot about the racial tension mm-hmm. in Alabama and the very um, just incredibly tough time that the the help you know went yep. through. Um, and their relationship with the families that they served and especially with children that they, they raised. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. I actually haven't read the book, but I would be probably curious to do that because it was that good of a movie to me. So, yeah, that is a very good one. And yeah, unfortunately with Southern movies, there is the parts of our history that are difficult around race. And so... Um, it's going to touch a lot of our movies and, um, thankfully we've come through a lot of that, but some of that still exists and there's prejudices in, in every area of society. But, um, anyway, yeah, the help is a good one. And then another one that I have to mention again, there's controversy around some of the characters in this as well, but 
probably the most famous Southern movie of all time is Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, famous worldwide, actually. Yeah. Which is, you know... So it came out, I think, in the 30s, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe 37, 39. I yeah. can't remember. But around the time of this house, I always think of... Oh, cool. There were some really good movies that came out <laughs> at the same time as, yeah. you know, in those mid to late 30s. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that is an epic movie of um, overcoming sure. things. Um, obviously, it includes lines. the Civil War. And yeah, she... Uh, Scarlett O'Hara is an interesting character. A lot of people have find her challenging, and she definitely throws lots of hissy fits. We she call does. them in hissy the south. Fits. <laughs> yes, that's a southern term. <laughs> but um, she is an overcomer and quite a tough lady. Yeah, and so uh, there's She'd a lot be a to be steel learned. magnolia for yes, sure. Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, that's a good one. Um, all right, I'll go a little light on one. Gosh, I love this movie, Shag. Oh, that's kind of a cult following movie. It's so good. So funny. So four girls, four gals that um, finish high school and take a road trip, unbeknownst to their parents, uh, off to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And Bridget Fonda plays such a character in this movie. I mean... Such a character. She... Just, I don't know. I, you just got to see And that. I already was a fan of Phoebe Cates, and she's adorable in yes. this movie as well. And, yeah, it's a cute one. So set in the, I guess set in the 60s, maybe. It was that released like right. late 80s. But um, take, takes place in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Centers around just... This dance contest. The Shag the is shag. a popular dance style yes. over on that coast. And sometime we'll have to talk about that as well. Exactly. But... Oh my gosh. It, That's a it, cute one. It makes me want to go to Myrtle Beach too, but in that time. Yes. Like yes, in with the sixties. I want to wear like those bathing suits. a wide headband <laughs> and like a mod looking bathing yes. suit. Yes. Yeah. So, so really cute. fun movie. Um, gosh, there's so many good ones. Uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, that's so such good. a great movie. And also, gosh, these are a lot of these are Alabama that were mentioning. That's what I'm noticing, too. Um, anyway, that's a... Forrest Gump. You want to go through more Alabama ones while we're at it? Um, oh, Sweet Home Sweet Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> that's such a cute movie. That's good. Um, Selma. Oh. Selma, Alabama. Wow. Yeah. There that, are a lot of Alabamas, huh? Um, if you haven't seen Selma, highly recommend it. Um, I would say, what is that actor's name that plays the lead? I'm trying to think of his name. Um, you know, centered around lots of racial um, just mm, obstacles that were hitting that time. And I'm embarrassed to say I have not seen that one yet. So that's on my list for, okay. for soon in the holidays. Well, Put it down on your list. Um, it came out like 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, In my defense, I haven't seen many movies. It's not that I just let that one go. David but. Oyelowo. He okay. is the lead and he is incredible. Wow. Um, so it's, you know, he plays MLK mm-hmm. Jr. And mm, it's wow. just so good. So much history there. But um, yeah, I highly recommend Selma. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy. Yes. That's a great movie. Oh, such a cute movie. I say cute. Is cute the right word for that? I don't know. It's, Inspiring. Yeah. Esteeming. I don't know. Um, but was that, or was that Alabama? Driving Miss Daisy? You know, I don't know the location. Don't it's been a while since I've seen that one. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to move out of 
Alabama because I, I don't know if I've got any more. The Notebook. Oh, yes. Oh, what a love story that is. What a love story. I mean, this comes on TV a lot, and I still cry. Even if I only, mm. like, catch a, a like, 10-minute segment of it, it's that good. I just thought of another one not on my list that's in Alabama. What? Big Fish. Oh, that was fun. So good. That was a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about... Oh, you go ahead again. Uh, well, I just don't want to miss one of the also huge classics, To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. So, such a beautiful movie, also based off a book, and that's a must-see. What about, um, gosh, this one's a good one, Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, We even went to the Whistle Stop Cafe. We did. In, uh... In Georgia. In Georgia, Yeah. Juliet, Georgia, is that the name of the town? I can't remember the name of the town. It's a small town, but it's where they filmed a lot of the scenes of the movie. Yeah. You can see, yeah, there's not a lot to the town. The interesting thing now that I'm thinking about this is what I love about a lot of these Southern movies is just the strength of the characters Uh that comes through the storyline. Because femininity and strength, which is our... Magnolias. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Fried Green Tomatoes tells different storylines that are intersecting and happening mm-hmm. all at the same time. But then it's also um, a present day story Modern that's happening story. with Kathy Bates. And an appreciation so of this elderly woman she befriends. And yes, so precious. There's a lot of good lines from that there movie is. too. Um, so yeah, I, I would actually like to rewatch that one. That's from 91. Gosh, there's so many. I was even thinking sometime we'll do a whole category on even just the John Grisham ones. We won't True. go into all those because there's so many. But yes, he's had some great books and then later made into movies. So that's true. Was he from the South? Yes. Maybe. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, brother, where art thou? Oh my gosh. That's a good one. That's a good soundtrack too. It is. I mean, there's such good music through that one. Sure is. That's a fun one. That's all the ones I had scratched down here on my little notepad. Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh, yeah. That's going to bring some hard hard life. And I just thought of another one that's great. I don't know if you can find it on Amazon or Netflix, but was it last year or the year before? Dolly Parton did a Christmas story that aired on network television. The Coat of Many Colors. The Coat of Many Colors. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where you would find that now, but it was her story. It was her her story. story. And it's got the song. really good. And of course, you know, Dolly is our spokesperson of the South. We love her. Yeah. Yeah, they actually, I think they did two parts. There, there was the coat of many colors, and then the later there was, I can't remember the name. But it actually it went into even more miracles that 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 her family faced in this blizzard in this, yeah. that came upon their home. I mean, yeah. it's a miracle she's alive. It really it's a miracle is. her whole family's alive. Yeah, um, or that they survived that. I'm and sure she's she, from the area where our parents were from. Yes, and so we have this huge appreciation for just how poor they were in Appalachia. Were. And, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I'd forgotten about that. That was kind of a television series, yeah, it I guess, was. is what that would it be was. categorized. Um, a Streetcar Named Desire. Okay. I actually haven't seen that. but I'm, And A Cat I on a Hot Tin should. Roof. Yeah. That's a very Southern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, maybe we can watch some of these. 
What over. was that other one? Green something? Do you know what I'm talking about? The Green Mile? Yeah, was that a southern Probably. movie? Probably. Yeah. I feel like it was. Something yeah. was he on death row or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Well, nothing li- brings the holiday spirit like, up like, like a death, a row, death row story. Yeah, we. Um, <laughs> well, lots of these movies, though, they have comedy and drama together. Um, some are just drama, some are just comedy, but. Yeah. Um, definitely. That's a good list. At a, least a that's nice a good little list start. to get you started. Surely if you you're not going to get. Southern. Yeah, you're probably not going to get through all of those, but something in there in the in that list should hit home for you. Well, if you aren't staying at home watching movies, you may be looking for an idea of something to do to get everyone out of the house, right? (laughs) That's true. As much as we love and would want to entertain and and encourage those to entertain around the table, sometimes it's best just to get out and go to someone else's table. So we wanted to chat through just a few of the places that are experts in this in the South a few restaurants that specifically focus on that family style seating. Okay. Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not talking like you're just so close that it's like your Feels family. Like family. Like, <laughs> I've been to plenty of New York restaurants where I pretty much could have shared the- appetizers <laughs> and the bottle of wine with the group next to me because we're that close. So wild. Um, I'm talking it's actually purposeful and you're seated in a, ta- you know, at a table with a group and that you are sharing dishes. Like yeah. you are scooping casserole dishes are coming around casserole and you are reaching for fried chicken out of the same yes. bowl. So, um, I've got two places in Tennessee to mention and two in Georgia. I'm sure there are many others. Um, but those are just the ones that I happen to know about. And you knew about one in Kentucky, right? Oh, uh, we used to go to one in Bowling Green called Lone Oak. It's no okay. longer open. I found out sadly, but, okay. um, yeah, we used to, my sorority would all go and for our founders day meal and okay. there was one old lady that owned it and two okay. other old women, the, re- the three of them would do all the cooking okay. and all the serving. And yeah, it was so special to go with a group and be served in wow. these casserole dishes. And we just passed it all around yeah. and it it's, felt like... It's like going to someone's house, yes. except you're not. You're yeah. out at a restaurant. That's so right. um, Monell's here in the Nashville area, their original location is um, still running and is in Germantown, so just north of Nashville. It opened in 1905. Wow. That's impressive. That is impressive. They do lunch and dinner, and it's, you know, it is only family-style seating. So, like, you can't go and be like, oh, there's just two of us. You're, you know, there's right. just You can go like, as two. Right. But you're going to be sitting with other like, people. Yeah. Like, it's not an option. Yeah. Which I just think is so funny, but... I guess everyone knows that going in. It's a set menu each day. So you can look online and see, you know, what the different uh, meats and sides are going to be. They're closed on Sundays and Mondays. Um, You know, it's a set set menu and set price. Mm -hmm. So you're not ordering anything off the menu. I mean, it's just, it is what what it it is. is. Here's what's served Um, today. Sometimes they even have a barbershop quartet this time of year that will uh, go around from table to table. So just a fun experience. Great food. Really good. Really good fried chicken. And there's just, uh, it's all good, but there's a couple of things like the fried chicken that they do really well. So um, definitely would recommend them. And then also in Tennessee um, is the former boarding house, now restaurant, Miss Mary Bobo's restaurant down in Lynchburg, Tennessee. 
made famous by the Jack Daniels. And it's been running since 1908. Wow. So both of these, you can, you're kind of starting to hear a theme, like uh-huh. early 1900s, that must have been the thing. And yeah. we've had some tried and true that have lasted. So Mary Bobo's even has cookbooks of their recipes and yeah. things like that. But it's legit. It is. It's like a tourist stop because... People go into the distillery. The distillery is just down the road. In fact, the proximity is real because Jack Daniels would go to Miss Mary Bobo's on his lunch break from the distillery. So, I mean, this is is really what he used to do in terms of his routine. But you get a table host when you... And they're really knowledgeable. They're historians, and, they're yeah. um, docents, if you will. Uh-huh. They're they're knowledgeable on the area, the house history. Um, they've kind of got a little script that they're, you know, intending to go through as the meal goes on. But they'll entertain questions. They're lively women. They're just fun. Mm-hmm. They, you can tell they really love it. I don't know if they're volunteer. I'm sure they're paid. But, I think they're paid. You know, they're just, you could tell they want to be there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I would say definitely make a reservation. I think it's required yeah. to oh, make yeah. reservations. Um, it's lunch only, no dinner. And build in time to go to the distillery because the distillery tour is really good. Um, there's no tasting. knowledgeable too. Yes. <laughs> there's no tasting. Dry County. Um, at the distillery. So even if you're not a drinker, if you are looking for something to do just for entertainment, it is interesting to hear the process of, yeah. um, of the distilling. Okay, so that's Tennessee. And then um, two in Georgia, Miss Wilkes Dining Room. So I have not been here because it's in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Dying to go to Savannah. Um, But all the reviews say the hour plus wait is totally worth it. Okay. So I guess there's no reservations. It's cash only. Okay. Sounds so old school. I love it. Um, But really, there's a line that starts gathering every morning um, on West Jones Street at 11 o'clock. Okay. And. The doors open and, um, you know, lunch crowd finds a seat and I think it's tables of 10 okay. that are all shared. Okay. Um, fried chicken, cornbread dressing, sweet potato souffle, black eyed peas, okra gumbo, corn muffins, biscuits. Wow. These are just the regular menu items. So, um, they do, menu does change daily. So you'll probably want to check online if there's something specific that you're wanting to, um, see, but. We you're might gonna, need to make that you're gonna trip be to sitting Savannah. With, sitting with strangers, but probably meet some really interesting people. And then the last one is the Smith House in um, Dahlonega. Uh-huh. I'm saying that right? Yeah. Dahlonega, Georgia. And history of the Smith House goes back to 1884. Wow. When a gentleman by the name of Captain Frank Hall purchased an acre of land east of the Dahlonega Square, like the town square. Mm-hmm. Um, he built a home there and... Um, I guess he was like Captain Hall. He moved from Vermont to Dahlonega in 1868 after the Civil War. Okay. So he was um, just came into some fortune and acquired the land. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So it's lunch only on weekdays and lunch and dinner on weekends. Okay. But it's fried chicken, baked ham, fried okra, green beans, mashed potatoes, and gravy. The works. So you could go eat that wonderful meal and then walk it off, walking around the town square exactly. and seeing all the cute yeah, Christmas. We, we mentioned Christmas. Yeah, their there Christmas markets. There is a really good stop. So um, anyway, just 
fun experiences. You never yeah. know who you're going to be seated next to. Yeah, that Hope, can be funny. Hopefully it's an <laughs> a interesting character or somebody yeah. that um, enjoys good conversation because uh, you're definitely going to be sitting there for your whole meal. So That's right. Well, there's nothing like serving food at your own table, but sometimes you do need to get away and let somebody else do the cooking and cleaning. That's so. true. That's true. Family style can be fun. Good. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. We hope you will join us next week because it's going to be Christmas and we have something real special to share with you yeah. guys. And so um, wherever you're gathered and with your family or friends or just wherever you might find yourself, we've got a really special treat to share with you on Christmas Day. All right, y'all. Have a good one.